0: Everyone looks at equity through their own lens. Kia Baker and the others at the Southeast Raleigh Promise look at equity as preserving spaces, as fighting against the forces of gentrification. Creative ways that we can ensure that we can um, keep people in place, um, how we can turn our community into a community of choice for all people to make sure that people can really vote with their
1: feet and stay exactly where they want to. For Ann Whitlock, Founding director of Connect Community in Houston, Texas.
0: Equity in Sharpstown, Gulfton, the neighborhood in Houston where Connect Community works, revolves more around inclusion. Sharpstown, Gulfton, on the southwestern side of Houston, is a destination
1: for many first-generation immigrants from Mexico and Central America. They don't really know Houston necessarily, but Gulfton is considered destination for many first generation immigrants, not only from Mexico and Central America, but also from around the globe. It's very much a melting pot of a community. Uh, At KIPP, it's like when kids are being dropped off in the morning, it's like uh, the United Nations. Um, Women in saris, in hijab, in Guatemalan, you know, native dress. There's a lot of beauty in the rich diversity in
0: Sharpstown, Gulfton. The different migrant communities have pulled together and supported each other through troubling times. When Islamophobic events happened in the U.S. or around the world, which are becoming all too frequent nowadays, one church in the neighborhood had always reached out to the mosque across the street, just to see if they needed anything, just to
1: offer support. Uh, the church got a was uh, approached a couple months ago, a knock on the door, and it was two two women, you know, in full hijab, saying, "Would you mind if we prayed here? Like we feel more safe and more accepted here." than at our own mosque. And so it was a testament to the, to the community engagement work that we're doing, that we bring everybody into the fold and that they feel valued and um, part of the mix.
0: Welcome to This Is Community, a podcast series by Purpose Built Communities. In the last episode, we heard about preserving spaces and creating communities of choice in the face of gentrification. In this episode, we'll see how addressing and fostering diversity is an important part of community revitalization, and how a community quarterback took the lead in supporting and rebuilding after Hurricane Harvey. This is episode eight, Walking with a Purpose. And and the others at Connect Community are helping to foster that community building
1: and acceptance of the diversity in the neighborhood. These can't be cookie cutter development projects. They have to reflect the countries from which all these people come from because the fact of the matter is most people come from spending most of their time outside. You know, so outside spaces are really important in the design and the, f- the sense of bringing people together. It's got to be a place where, you know, p- people hang out. But there are some challenges that come along with that work. You sometimes see the tension of, oh well, that group is getting more of the resources, they're getting more of the voice, and why are we being left out? You know, it's really important when you have such a diverse group that you have institutions that reflect the community. When you don't have people that look like you, you feel like you're not represented. And that goes to whether it's a teacher who can speak your language or your culture or, um, or a doctor. Because it also creates, like parents don't feel welcome to come if they don't have a way to communicate.
0: An important way that Connect Community has learned to break down the barriers between the numerous us's and them's in Sharpstown-Gulfton is to make sure that the different groups aren't segregated,
1: that they interact with each other, get to know each other. You know, we we build up in our head these preconceived notions about the other. sounds Pollyannish, but, but the importance of rubbing shoulders with people who are not like us. Because once you know them, you can't not unknow them and kind of some of the big work ahead of us for the United States. It's not only you know improving race relations between black and white, but it's it's improving understanding about this world we live in that is now very small. And so the only way you can really do that is through conversation and proximity. One of the
0: moments that both tested this coalition building in Sharpstown, Gulfton and provided an opportunity to strengthen it was Hurricane Harvey. The damages from the 2017 storm were the costliest from any hurricane on record. 40 inches of rain in four days caused unprecedented flooding across eastern Texas. Luckily, Sharpstown-Gulfton was not hit extremely hard. The flooding was not too bad, but it revealed some glaring realities that preceded the storm. Even though there are numerous different countries from around the world represented in Sharpstown-Gulfton, they all share at least one thing in common.
1: But what we really saw was um, the economic fragility of the community as a whole. Um, this is, you know, this is a community that, when they first arrived, you know, the um, median income is around uh, twelve thousand um, dollars. As people spend more time there, it kind of evens out to more around twenty-two thousand. Um, but where people were hit the most was. Uh, Businesses were closed for a you know, week or two weeks, depending on whether they flooded. Um, apartment buildings lost power, so many people who you know, had to throw out refrigerators full of food and then you know, had no food. If you're not used to being in an, a city that floods, uh, you don't know to like, rip up your carpet and rip out your drywall. So we have a lot of immigrant families who've been, you know, their kids are running around on the ground with mold and mildew. When your house is flooded, you lose everything. And if you're making less than a third of
0: the national median household income, rebuilding can be daunting. It can seem almost impossible.
1: So we actually, in the just immediate aftermath, mobilized a group of community leaders to go door to door within these, I mean, there are 66 apartment complexes in the neighborhood. It's a massively large um, and very densely populated community. And so we went door to door just checking on people, you know, how are you doing? Do you need, you know, do you need any kind of resources? And we ended up just going to Walmart with this group of community members and we just bought, you know, bags and bags of the necessities and went back and delivered them just, you know, as a show of like somebody cares and somebody's there to like, you know, kind of respond to your needs. Connect
0: Community clicked into emergency response mode because they were in the perfect position to step up. They had been working in the community for years. They had the relationships, the understanding of the community, the commitment to making sure everyone was helped and supported. With so many different backgrounds and languages in the community, it was difficult to communicate on the scale that they
1: needed in order to be effective. So they developed a tech solution to the problem. And so we bought a Crooked phone, created a text message in five languages and then sent it out through the school principals and they sent it out to all of their families as a way to say, you know what, if you need any kind of help, you can either text us or call us and we'll, we will respond you know, within 24 hours. And that was a great way. We, we got a huge response from that. And it also built up our credibility within the schools as you know, kind of a first responder and, and a trusted um, community partner. And they added mattress salesperson to their job descriptions, too. We are on a first-name basis with the uh, dealer at Mattress Firm. Um, so we got a lot of mattresses, and then we started developing kind of this like angel program where we found families willing to um, buy for families who'd been affected. And so they literally adopted a family, got called them, created a relationship, met with them, and got gave agency to the families to to be able to pick what they needed. Um, That worked tremendously well, and it also just built awareness about our community as a whole. Their
0: commitment and innovative problem solving helped Connect Community support the economically challenged families in their community recover and rebuild after the storm. But they made sure to take good notes about what worked during Harvey. Unfortunately,
1: they know that odds are this will happen again and it could be even worse next time. So what we're trying to do now is really take the learnings from all these different kind of interventions is like, because one of the big things is in Houston, we know this is gonna happen again. We've had three major floods in three years. Um, We need to build community resiliency on a much bigger scale so that when it does happen again, we're not dependent on the city of Houston to take our you know, community members away in dump trucks to take them into, you know, the big convention center. We want to build that capacity right here in the community. And that
0: community resiliency is built every day in the empowering of the neighborhood's residents, giving them the agency to advocate for what they need to be economically stable, to not be worried about a storm destroying their home and uprooting their family, uprooting their
1: American dream. Harvey has kind of exposed some of this fragility in a you know in a real um, stark way um, it only speaks more to our need to be you know continuing to build our network of community leaders who can because given the makeup of our community and there's so many languages there's there's no no quarterback agency could ever kind of play that role so you really have to rely on your community leaders to help build that message and so you know harvey also really put the spotlight on them and their need to be leaders was i think driven home to them in a much more clear way and i think what we're hoping is that we will continue to build their leadership skills and their advocacy skills we want to kind of build that voice around okay housing like let's let's look at what happened at harvey now like what what are those things that you don't want you know, to see anymore? And like, how do we build that voice uh, within City Hall, within you know, our super neighborhoods, etc.? cetera? I think those are the connections that the quarterback agency will, will work on to build so that you know, it's not just one organization, it's, it's the community itself that's saying we need change and defines victory in that work in a similar way as Othello from Omaha did in episode three. You know, when I feel like people in the community are waking up with a purpose every day and not thinking about, like they're getting up and they're doing their life in a way that is thinking about the future as opposed to thinking about how am I gonna get through this day and get the resources that I need to put food on the table.
0: In the next episode of This Is Community, we'll hear a story about returning home and coming full circle. The residents who I work with every day are the most loving and caring people that I've ever met in my life. Um, I have my own neighborhood that I live in, but I go to that neighborhood and feel like I'm a part of the community because I know that they also have my back and that they also um, appreciate and respect me as I do the same for them. So. I don't know, they're, they're just an amazing, amazing group of people. Listen to This Is Community wherever podcasts are available or on purposebuiltcommunities.org slash podcast, where you'll find more information on the purpose-built model and the stories from this podcast. This podcast is created in partnership with HL Strategy. Our executive producers are Aton Davidson, Howard Lawley, and Sherry Crawley. Our producer, director, and editor is Brady Hummel. Mixing and mastering is by Matt Honkinen, and our music is from Pitchwire. If you like this series, be sure to subscribe and share it. I'm Alexandra Wiggins for Purpose Built Communities, and this is Community.